This podcast is for educational and informational purposes only, and it is not meant for substitution or replacement of professional medical or health advice. This podcast may contain explicit language, taboo topic, controversial ideas, and triggering points of view. So we invite you to respect what is being shared, even if you don't agree. If you resonate with anything is being shared in today's show, please feel free to apply it into your own life. If not, we invite you to let it go. Welcome to the Mastering Life, Relationship and Intimacy podcast with Lucia Gabriela, a sacred space which means it's free of judgment, where we come together to learn and explore how to awaken, unleash, and unlock our inner master self. These podcasts feature experts in topic of life, relationship, and intimacy. In life, we will explore topics on health, wellness, nutrition, fitness, yoga, and spirituality. In relationship, we'll explore topics on self-love, being single, dating, online dating, romantic partnership, marriage, uncoupling, divorce, parenting, polyamory, family and work relationship, and money. In intimacy, we'll explore topics on tantra, secret sexuality, eros, conscious adult entertainment, kink, and BDSM. I am your host, Lucia Gabriela, a relationship and intimacy coach, integrative somatic therapist, tantra facilitator, speaker, co-author, and founder at Nuna Holistic Retreat Center in Sarasota, Florida, where we offer integrated therapists for individuals and couples to awaken, reignite, and embrace their true power. To learn more about any of my transformational coaching and somatic experiences, immersion weekend, and couples retreat, go to www.luciagabriela.com. And today's episode is about how your communication style affects your relationship with your children with Niha Sonny. Growing up in a physically and emotionally abusive home, Niha despised the words used to manipulate her into doing things and being someone she wasn't meant to be. Having spent much of her adult life battling depression, she felt disconnected from herself, as well as from people around her. But she knew she wanted to be a most different kind of parent, one that empowers and instills a positive mentality for her children. The journey of motherhood was far from easy. Not only did she have to learn to manage her emotion, but she also had to face the challenge of being the mother of a gifted child. While her marriage gradually fell apart, her challenges helped her develop a deep understanding of the impact of words spoken to the innocent mind of children and how they play out in adulthood. Nia is a mom of a preteen boy diagnosed with ASD. Meditation and mindfulness help her develop patience for herself, her son, and other close people in her life. She holds communication and connection workshops as well as facilitate guided meditation in Hong Kong. You can learn more from Niha at www.coachniha.com. Welcome, Niha. How are you doing today? 
Thank you, Lucia. I am so good. I'm so happy to be with you on here right now. I'm doing very well. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. We have a, such a yummy, uh, delicious conversation today. And, you know, it, it's so important what we're going to be addressing because it's not just related to our children and how we raise our children in this parenting topic, but also how to give an invitation to everybody who is watching and listening today to come back to themselves as children and understand more about themselves and understand like also that many times how we act it has been imprinted at a very young age in childhood mm -hmm. And the conversation of today about, you know, how your communication style affects your relationship with your children um, is we can really dive deeper within ourselves and understand what is the level of communication that we learn as children. And that's maybe the level of communication that we are acting on or responding yeah. on, right? So I'm really yeah. excited about today's conversation, Nia. Thank you. I am very excited to share more with you and everyone that's listening today. Let's get going. <laughs> yes. And knowing us, like you and I, like we definitely are going to be sharing from our personal experience too. So it's really, really yeah. important um, that for audience to understand that, um, yeah, this is an incredible journey of mastering your life, your relationship and your intimacy and communication is such a great topic. So let's start with um, the topic itself is enticing. How do your communication style affect your relationship with your children? So what kind of styles of communication are there? There are so many different styles of communication um, and parents can see for for themselves the words that they use they can ask themselves or they can listen to themselves if they're more aware what kind of words they're using what kind of questions are they asking the kind of questions they ask their children or sentences they tell uh, speak whether they are empowering their children to believe in themselves or is it they're disempowering their children and uh, limiting them you know so one is leading towards expansion uh, of others and their children and one is just the exact opposite and that's a state of or let's say a lack of growth so it stunts growth uh, tremendously so whether you want your children to grow and expand and to their fullest potential or whether you want to stunt their growth your words have power. As parents, you are gods. Yes, and that's one of the things I was like, um, you know, I'm like myself being going through legal matters um, in court, uh, you know, court days and, you know, being in front of the judge to create a parenting plan that is appropriate for my child. So, I was just sharing that with the judge, which he looked at me like, what? <laughs> when I was saying, you know, um, addressing that anything that we do as an adult, you know, uh, 
for our children, we are God to them. Like we are Almighty、yeah. to them. We are everything to them. Whatever we do,、yes. whatever we say, however we act, however we react, however we respond, however anything that we do, they actually are gonna see because that we are their whole entire world until they become. A little more exposed to many different、uh, people and、uh, different styles of parenting styles, you know, with play days and school and teachers, and you know, I feel that、uh, it's really important for us to realize how powerful we are for our children and to our children. So the judge,、yes. when he heard that, and I said, you know, we are literally like God to our children, and he's like. He looked at me like it was like it was beyond his comprehension <laughs> because I was like I don't understand how really how that how that concept really is it is really true and powerful and I feel like、um, it's just everyone in society even the court system come to realize how important is our role as parent you know yes it will be a different、yes. story so from what I think I'm hearing from you is. There's、um, one of the ways of communication. One of the、um, styles of communication is the aspect of being empowered and disempowering.、Um, but we also had been talking about the aspect of being verbal and nonverbal. So you addressed a little bit about that,、uh, the verbal, you know,、uh, which is empowering and disempowering. So yes, any kind of examples that you can give us about the nonverbal? Communication that could be also categorized within、uh, empower or disempower. Okay, so empowering、um, in let's say let's look at the body language, how we speak. Are we speaking at and so this is your child. So are you speaking at your child, or are you speaking when you're right at their eye level? Are you speaking to your child?、Mm-hmm. You know. So and then, if you're speaking at them, they're going to feel intimidated. You're much bigger than them. You're stronger than them, than them, for sure. But when you come down to this level, you meet their eyes. You're not as、um, this. You're not as、um, intimidating, and what you speak is going to be better accepted because you're going to make eye contact with them, and you're going to have to. Of course, there is ways to make eye contact as well, and the look of love can be communicated through our eyes, and the look of contempt can be created through our eyes. Look of anger can be communicated through the eyes. So much communication comes through the eyes. I remember as a child,、uh, I used to see a lot of disappointment and anger and frustration in my mother's eyes. So I personally choose to communicate with my child, like. With my son, he's twelve now. He's almost coming up to here,、um, but I will still choose to go down. I mean, if I have to, I will look up at him and speak with him, or go to his level and speak with him.、Mm-hmm. And I make sure I speak with him, like communicate. My gestures need to communicate love. If there's anything less, I want my child to let me know that because I want him to know that he is loved. So there's that、um, one of the non-verbal ways、uh, to communicate. So that you can do it with your body. You can also do it with your face, your eyes.、Uh, the non-verbal, well, when you're speaking, there is also the tonality. 
uh, in which you speak and uh, often it's 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 very normal as parents to care for children and when there is an emotional attachment um, I'm sure you've also experienced something like this is an emotional attachment in that moment if when you have lots of things going on in your head and you have to take care of this you take care of that and then you go like you maybe you speak a little louder than you should uh, but that that got to your child mm-hmm. so becoming again aware about that um, there's so many things that we need to be aware of so you can be aware of your tone you can be aware of your um, the way you're looking at your child uh, yeah uh, what else is there to do <laughs> um, non-verbal uh, give me hints <laughs> I feel a little stuck over here. Yes, and I want to I want to point back to the concept of eye gazing. Uh, when it comes to eyes, are such a portal for us human being to connect at a deeper level, and and eyes can tell what I know when uh, somebody's hiding from that, you know, from from saying the truth, you know, quote unquote lie. Uh, I know when somebody, uh, like my daughter, for example, she's not telling me that, you know, she's afraid and not telling me the truth of something. You know, I can tell when she's lying. And these are the things that a lot of parents, um, you know, I have learned to even, you know, teach my um, my partner who is, you know, is not the father of my child, but he's there. And sometimes people get... Um, really don't understand why children lie. And one mm. of the things I had discovered in my life, because I was a big liar myself, uh, and I had to lie to survive, is that um, I always invite the curiosity of asking questions, more deeper questions, why they are not telling the truth, why they have to lie. I always feel like people... Uh, that's my belief. That's what I'm seeing. I have been studying and like talking to so many people and addressing so many relationships, even like helping people to get out of toxic relationship and trying to understand why people lie. It could be lie for empowerment or it could be to defend themselves or to protect themselves. I feel that um, it's a level of protection when we lie. You know, you know, I feel like mm-hmm. myself sometimes I still had this like very light and I always have to ask myself what I'm protecting myself from. So my invitation mm-hmm. to parent is, you know, when you're talking about the eyes and you start realizing, recognize that your child's not telling the truth, step back, take a big breath in and invite yourself to, to be curious, to question yourself. And question and ask smart questions like you were talking about, like asking smart questions. Uh, what is actually happening? Why this this child is protecting? Because they're protecting something. They're afraid yeah. of something, and they will only lie because they're afraid of something. They're afraid that they're gonna yeah. get hurt. They're gonna. They're afraid that they're vulnerable. They're afraid that they're gonna get punished. And yes. so it's really important to. You know, be conscious parent and ask yourself a question: Why my child's lying? Because, yeah. you know, you know, like working with little children and having little kids, and if we let this keep continue grow, they're gonna grow yeah. up 
lying and they're not gonna if something goes wrong in their life or they have a problem they're not gonna come and help, uh, ask for help yeah what yeah. else do you have and to say on that uh, yes I do agree with that and yes you're right in that the ch child is trying to protect itself uh, here's where our job as a parent becomes even more important how we respond to that is going to cause them to hide more, mm -hmm. lie more, or ask the child to open up and know that this is a safe place that I can continue to share with my parent. So if, let's say, we respond that in in anger or in a, in a way that questions their integrity or their decision at all, um, that, that the kind of question like why type of questions those are blocking questions mm -hmm. and if we get curious like you're saying yourself if you get curious about it and we open up a space like I understand this is what it what's going on at school for example and uh, I know that uh, there is this thing that you uh, think about and worry about so uh, would you like to share something about this you would you want to share this about this with me and mm -hmm. that's when the child feels okay maybe I it's okay to tell because uh, what happens a lot with my son is he starts to like you know cry and feel scared already so w myself and my ex-husband we both just say like no uh, we're not trying to blame you for anything we want to understand and there is an issue that is coming up and we want to resolve it and we're going to resolve it together right mm -hmm. and my job my job and daddy's job is to help you to resolve this and just as I am speaking these words uh, is exactly how we speak them if there is like a strong emotion attached to that which means we have an emotional reaction our child is going to feel that and that's going to act like a barrier mm -hmm. it's going to stop and they're going to go into more uh, uh, more of a defense mode yeah so and you want yeah that's in the long run it's it's going to just going to escalate yeah you're still right on um, the aspect of um if they come to you and they lie and then the way that you respond or react, right? Like remember responding is when you come grounded and center and you focus and you hold space for, you know, whatever needs to be addressed. Reaction is actually you were right on the point where the reaction will escalate because reaction is like coming from a place of pain and actually come from a place of trauma. So one of my yeah. mentors talks, you know, we talk about, especially when we're addressing trauma, is the bigger the reaction it is, the old the trauma it is, so the older the trauma it is. So as a parent, if you can actually, you know, become aware and conscious, oh my God, my reaction was so huge. And I have find myself, you know, even in this mastering process of, you know, mastering my own life and mastering my energy and everything, because we all masters, you know, this is the purpose of this uh, podcast is to invite every single one to know that you are a master's. And uh, yeah. we had now reclaimed our title of master, but we are masters and we are in a journey of mastery. And one of the things I have realized myself that 
when I have my biggest reaction uh, as a parent, I have to realize and explore within myself where this pain came from. Where mm. this, and usually it comes back to childhood. It comes back to yeah. the way that we were raised. Come back to the style yeah. of communication that our parents used at that time. I feel yeah. like, uh, Nia, we are in the greatest time of history. I, I do feel that we are living times where there's a level of consciousness and awareness that is, is, is here, is right now, and is inviting all of us to do that deep inner work that for centuries and even maybe two millennia has not, people had not done the work. You know, and we had just being in these unconscious patterns of just raising kids the way that it was very unconscious, but for a purpose, right? Like everything has a purpose in life. And yeah, it's, I feel like, I'm, I feel so inspired to even have conversations with you like this because it's so amazing to be able to talk to other individuals who are working in this field and sharing the words, you know, the wisdom. And, yeah. you know, our children are going to benefit from all of this. So, so excited. Yes, you're absolutely right about that. And uh, we become more conscious because of our own experiences from childhood mm -hmm. uh, well then that's that's again a choice you know not everyone is aware maybe there are some parents who still continue to make mistakes and I believe uh, uh, and I hope I truly hope that this this sharing that we are having is going to help those particular parents not only help their child but also help themselves Mm -hmm. You know, because this is their journey and as they grow, they empower their own children because as a child, you will make your parent come right. So whatever the parent says, the child is going to make it come true for themselves in their future. Mm -hmm. So where and then knowing this, how will you speak to your child? is a question you should ask yourself as parents you know what is it that I want my child to become mm. I want my child to expand our contract I want my child to expand and grow to his fullest potential I already speak with him in the language of what he understands and okay let's broaden the horizons it's great that his education system is also um, hand in hand with expansion. Like, you know, they teaching big business to 10, 11 year old children, mm -hmm. which means that they're teaching them that you have the ability to sell. You have the ability to create. You have the ability to innovate. So they're, they're Elon Musk's in the making. Mm. You know, I mean, that's, that's, Elon Musk is in his, is in his, like, he's, he's reached middle of his life. Our children are still growing and they're already in the making. So it's, it's, it's so, so beautiful what we have in our hands as a parent. This beautiful gift that we can give their, give to our child. We have to be aware about it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Awareness is power. Um, yeah. One of the things that you mentioned is, you know, we all look 
for uh, a, a children to expand like all of us. Uh, at the same time, we understand the, um, the laws of the universe that for everything to expand, contraction must needed, you know, must be needed in the level. So how do you address contraction with your child? Because it's really important for children to to have the tools for expansion, but also it's very important for them to have the tools to live their life when they are in those moments of contraction. So what kind of tools do you feel that, it, just one, that uh, had been very hand, um, useful for you? Um, I will say in my own upbringing, and I think this is a very beautiful point that you brought up. Um, I myself did not think in that tangent, but it's great that you brought this up. Uh, and and yeah, it's it's the contraction and the expansion of this like that. And because if I weren't that contracted, I probably wouldn't be this expanded mm-hmm. and today, right? So, uh, but what helped me was as a child was uh, my own being quite independent you know and uh, even though I was asked to do things I mean that was not that I was encouraged to do it I was or told nicely how to do it but still I will say that because of the things that I did at a very young age those things empower me now they they empower me. I'm able to live independently and take care of myself, and um, that's that's something that I want my child to learn to do. Not when he is my age, but when he is already, you know, out of school, out of university, and start to live his life on his own. He or she, your child needs to start now, and to understand that they need to do this it's not just it may feel like okay I have to do this for myself it may feel like a lot of work for let's say an 11 or a 12 year old it may feel like a lot of work but it's in the way that you communicate to your child how is it you're going to tell them oh you just you're so hopeless how is it that you're working like this in the kitchen I mean can you not just do this properly so there is that way or there's like okay what would you like to cook today what mm. would you like so they can throw in their ideas I mean opening up the space for them so but that space was not open up for me but then I was still doing the work um, contributing to housework and doing little things and grocery shopping and all that stuff and dealing with money at a very young age so that was that well it was empowering and I try to teach my child the same, but in a completely different approach. The same values, but in a completely, communicating it in a completely different um, uh, way. And in terms of contraction, it's, it's, um, I was told horrible things uh, like I don't need to go to school and um, this is this is this what you're going to cook for your in-laws and stuff like that so what happened was I like so the standards were like that high mm-hmm. you know the expectation was that high so and for me to understand that those were expectations of often often a fully grown adult um, 
but there were expectations from a child and they were unreasonable uh, but that adult at the time didn't have the understanding uh, of uh, of okay that that that's a very big expectation but then what happened was now when i try to make something once or two i take usually in my first attempt it's perfect or closest to perfect <laughs> uh, yes and then there is this this um this pedestal that I have to rise myself to and I realize, okay, whose expectation is questioning myself again, right? Whose expectations are these, you know? Am I just making myself go crazy with these kind of expectations, you know? Uh, if I have this awareness as a parent, I am also going to think about it, okay, are my expectations reasonable for the type of child that I have? And I com am I communicating these um, in a reasonable way, you know? And knowing the limitations that my child has and asking him to come up, rise above those limitations, you know? All of that uh, kind of comes together when I now have this awareness of myself and so I just be kinder to myself and okay it's okay to have a high standards high expectations but not to beat yourself up if you did not meet them but try mm. don't give up keep trying because at the end of the day, you are doing your best. Everyone goes out and tries to do their best. Nobody says, today I'm going to do my worst job ever. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. 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 So what I think I'm hearing for an, uh, come to address and contraction and we're teaching our children. Um, what I think I heard was uh, be conscious with the expectations um, that we have. Because it is kind of like resonate... Um, that when we are in those contrasting times is is because we are in disalignment with you know who we are and maybe you know we put so much outside of ourselves um we put you know our standards so so high that it doesn't become a standard anymore it becomes like an illusion because yeah. standards are some you know are in alignment with who we are and the not the better part of us or the greatest part of us or the better version of us, but is in alignment with who we truly are. And we are giving ourselves permission to, uh, you know, embody and to say, yes, I am ama these amazing, incredible human being. Um, so when we have these contrasts, because we like, we just don't, we have lost in touch with this part of ourselves because Expectations are really dangerous, and um, and putting expectations upon our children and even upon ourselves is really dangerous. And we're going to be talking about that in a bit. Um, the other thing I heard from you was even in those contrasting times to have a good understanding of your values as a human being, as a being of existent existent in this planet, and having those values and at the same time, like, uh, when we in this contrast in times that we feel chaotic, it feels confusion, it feels like 
um, traumatizing and it feels like so like incredibly painful, uh, in investigate or be curious even more about our values because it's a values are not again in alignment with who we are in a, you know, in existent, uh, it definitely is going to bring us more into contrast. So teaching this kind of like simple element of getting to learn yourself more and be investigating more of like where in your values are you off will help you to navigate to being contrast uh, and the contrast in time a lot more. And the, the thing that I love that you mentioned is, is so important to be kind to ourselves when we are in, in this moment. Not, you know, we all joyful and happy and kind and be, you know, like bubbly, bubbly when we are in our expensive times. Like we are like, oh yeah, everything's doing great. But when we are in those times that it could feel the worst times of our life, uh, to be kind is such a great message because yeah. this is where we actually will help ourselves not to hurt ourselves a lot more or even more and to be kind and to be persistent in that kindness i really feel like it's a great tool for parents to become aware of how their communication you know how their being impact their children's lives so i really yeah. like that thank you for sharing all that Thank you. Thank you for asking the question. It was a great question. <laughs> great. Yeah. Uh, and I, I like that you brought up uh, values. And uh, it, while you were speaking with me, something really interesting came up for me, which I, like, learned. Uh, and I'm trying to t teach my child that as well, my son. Um, it's about making choices because we always have a choice. So mm -hmm. one thing is being aware that we have a choice, you know, in not choosing, we're still choosing. And so, and pain, you know, most of the time we're trying to run away from pain when we really know that pain is inevitable. We choose one or the other. It is going to be painful. Now it's your choice in like choosing your pain. Mm -hmm. that you you will find your joy you know and you and so i understand what is difficult for my son and how painful it is for him and um what can be done about that uh, and him choosing his path and uh, basically his his decision making in his own life is empowering him is going to um, give him a better understanding of what pains to choose what choices to make in life so that his life is better you know yeah, yeah. I love what you said about choosing your pain by choosing your pain, you will find your joy. It's such a like, yes. such a deep concept that you know, I had to soak into it, and um, <laughs> it's kind of like, kind of like, yeah, it kind of feels it. Thank you. Yeah. So, we were talking about um, the verbal communication and nonverbal, and the aspect of 
within the verbal and nonverbal, there's element of being empowering and disempowering. And I totally love this conversation because as a parent and as you shared before, you know, what you say to your child is what they actually create, right? If you tell them, you are such a loser, you are ugly, you are fat, you are... I don't even have that vocabulary. <laughs> I can't. I can't even say it, but you get the point, right? <laughs> I can't even go more than three. That's that's how, yeah. That's how painful I can feel it already. <laughs> so I'm like, if it feel painful in my body, it, it's not. I cannot say it. <laughs> to be honest to you, wow. This will be one of the tools that I definitely um uh invite people to um to explore in their life is that every word that we say it actually carries our vibration in our bodies and yes. everything that we think and we say that vibration will create or destroy parts in our body so yes. you know we have so much science out there showing the power of the mind the power of word the power of intention you know, the power of, of, of kind words, right, to our body is like, could really heal. You know, I come from my background, if you are new to our show, I come from a background that I, you know, recover and heal cancer at a very young age, where I discovered that my cancer was because I was emotional toxic with myself, because I used to be a hater to myself. I didn't love myself at all. I used to say mean things to myself. I used to, you know, cut myself everywhere. I would, I would be destructive to myself because I didn't want to live. Long story. You can go to my website, luciagabriela.com. You will find it there. But yeah. since that story, you know, since that journey of healing in a very holistic, homeopathic way, um, I knew that the cancer was created because I created it with my words. I created it with my mind, with my desire, with my intention. So I knew yeah. a very young age that I was going to heal it naturally, right? I have my doctor, homeopathic, blah, blah, blah. We did it. And since then, since the age of 15, I have been very conscious with how my body feels when I speak something. And I told you, this is like, this is like, I love this conversation because it's all about communication. Even when, when we take this concept, not just with children, but also when we take this concept and we apply in an intimate relationship, it's so important to realize that how you respond, how you react, actually it draws a lot of energy within you. And I tell you, I have chosen out of my experiment and maybe because, you know, I have been working with my shadow, my darkness, and I have given myself permission without judgment to react, as, to explore and feel what it is. And I tell you that when you react and when you are in that state of of so much anger and rage and frustration, not held in a very conscious, empowering way that is not for the is not for creation and actually for destruction. Because there are two ways, right? We can be able to be in that state of rage and anger and frustration and be held from a place of creation and and um and a creative of uh, reclaiming um also it can be utilized when it's all over the place that's a destructive way of, of using it and i tell you i have experienced it that my whole body shut down 
it takes me days, sometimes a week, for my body to regain that energy. And it's, you know, saying the words, like, that's what I said, like, I can't go more than a few words. And I say very gentle words. I didn't say the mean, mean words. <laughs> because yeah. I can feel it in my body, that level of my energy already, like, ah, and it's like, body's like, no, it's like, you can already feel within my body that aspect of inner conflict and protection. So now it's like there's a battle. And I'm just processing with you guys what's happening in my body right now. But that's a great tool for you to become aware, not just for your children, but for yourself. That when you say, you know, these kind of like disempowering words and uh, expressions, at the end of the day, you're going to be exhausted. You're going to be drained out of energy. And then you're going to try to go get a, a coffee or something that spike you up. And and nothing will spike you up when you're so drained out. That's why we have illnesses in our body. So yeah. something to think about. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You're so right about that. I mean, because of what you shared, uh, parents can also ask themselves if they're speaking words that they want to change those words. Think back to what their parents spoke to them and possibly those are the words they speak with themselves right now when they're on their own. They're speaking limiting words to themselves. They're going to communicate that uh, unconsciously mm -hmm. to their child as well. And so that's that's disempowering. That's limiting again. So what do you want to pass down? And uh, that limitations, those limitations that you're passing down, the, your child is going to think about those and think less of themselves mm -hmm. and then uh, not love themselves enough. And then, yes, those diseases and all those problems, yes, those are real because it starts here. It starts as a thought. It's a belief. It's a belief in themselves. How much do they believe in themselves? What are you communicating as a parent? Um, in to your child, are you communicating belief or are you communicating disbelief? Yeah, that Again. is a very powerful question. What are yeah. you communicating? Communicating to your child? Yeah, yeah. Your your words, your the tone, your looks every way that you communicate your whole body language uh, your child is going to remember that and the feeling of that is going to remain with your child mm -hmm. because people will forget the words if you forget about everything but no they're not going to forget the way you make nobody forgets how you make them feel mm -hmm. right yeah. So what is the feeling you want this other person, this beautiful person who is who has chosen you as your parent? Uh, how will you choose to communicate? What feeling do you want this child to uh, leave with and, and live with? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, my um, even though my ex and I were not together, I still asked. I bothered to ask my child this, and I told my ex that I'm. I asked Veer, our son, uh, whether he thinks um, if I am doing a good job as his mother, 
because my child doesn't even live with me. So I used to question myself if I am being a good mother. Let's say even though I'm so, I'm, he's not here with me 24/7. I judge myself as a mother. And, but I want to know for the times that he's spending with me, uh, is he uh, is he being communicated uh, with uh, to with love? Is he um, still feeling loved and accepted? Um, and the time that we're spending is it quality time? And my beliefs in him are empowering him. So, what is his reflection on that? And if he wanted something that I would rather change, or he would rather have me change, what would that be? I'm open to listen. Yes, and 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 I just wanna um, point out something here is. And I, I feel you, you're such an amazing um, mother now. And I feel that as a mother myself and I, I, you know, working with so many moms and talking with so many moms and even parents like that, you know, that's a matter of the gender or sex. So just, we're always going to be questioning ourselves if we're doing a great job. And I feel like that question is never going to end. It's never going to end until we crop, you know, we cross the terrain of planet Earth to maybe who knows where, right? Where you sign up next. Yeah. <laughs> and the question is never going to end. And one of the things that have brought peace to me within myself is that uh, we are doing great as great and everything is perfect as it is. And even even if it may seem like it's not perfect or we judge it to call it bad or wrong, bad or good or bad, right or wrong, there's no right or wrong, good or bad. It's like all, it's all a perfect experience. Our children, you know, our children won't know the difference until they experience the contrast of it. They won't know. Yeah. For example, my child, she will not know Maybe now at her age, she knows the contrast a little bit because of our whole situation. I have a big, big thing uh, going on with her dad. So she has experienced the contrast of her own age and she knows the difference, right? And I feel that that's why it's so important to, you know, if we're going to be able to do something as parent is to help them to give them tools so they can navigate contrast in a very blissful way. Because yes. the contract is where actually they're going to be able to appreciate the work that we have done. And I feel yeah. like that will be my measurement if I want to see, like, you know, quote, unquote, ask myself the question of being a good mother. I will see it when my daughter can navigate the contract in her life because I was able to provide that for her. And mm. that will be... That would be, to me, that would be a measurement that I could be able to say, like, great. You know, my daughter herself, like, she, you know, I was telling her something and I was using my psychology in some levels and she comes to me and she's like, Mom, you, um, you reverse psychology is not going to work on me today. <laughs> it's like, you know. <laughs> so, so when, <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm like, I'm like, great, like, okay, so now I have to think about this now. <laughs> and she's like, that's not going to work, you know, like, and that, that makes me feel like, you know what, because our case had been about domestic violence and abuse, and that kiddo had experienced things like that in a very uh, raw way, 
you know, been threatened uh, to be killed and by her own father to kill me in a holster to have a big case going on. That contrast and and me be able to support her in a way that um, to come to me and tell me, hey, mom, you know what? This reverse psychology is not going to work on me. I know I've been doing a great job because you know what? When she goes to somebody else and tried to manipulate her and tried to manipulate her, quote unquote, with love and kindness, right? Like that's how the manipulators go. And, you know, they're the, you know, the narcissists, the gaslighters and all the people that are very nice, really nice people. You had to be really, you know, really cautious about very, very nice people that they don't break a plate. Um, when, you know, that they're very loving, very loving, they're very loving, and they use manipulative tactic to, to grab you. If my child coming to me and tell me, hey, I recognize that BS from your mom right now, it's not going to work on me. I am like, wow, it's, it's fun and it's delicious to hear it, but at the same time, I'm like, I know, you know, this kid has the tools. This yes. kid has the tool to, now repeat <laughs> the same, you know, um, mistake, quote unquote, mistake, which is all perfect, because otherwise I wouldn't be here talking. But she yeah. will not be, uh, she will be so conscious to recognize right away when there are manipulators in her life. And not in the name of God or name of, of love, they're going to be able to get her because she got it. So, awesome. you know what I mean? So, I am sure that your son <laughs> has, <laughs> and not, not just for you, Nana, but for everyone in the audience. As a parent, I feel like we're doing everything we can. And our children, and come to peace with yourself that we're not going to be able to see that until they experience contrast in their life. And that's, that's, that's when we really want to, to, it's not like we wish contrast to a kid, but they're going to happen. It's going to be, it's a natural process of life. So it's going to happen. But that's what, that's what's going to tell me, you know, how good I did. Yes. Yes. Um, this is so beautiful. I gave a, I told my story in front of 70-odd uh, people, and I, uh, this was happening at, in the evening and on a weekday, last week actually. So I showed that recording to my son. So he heard my story. And um, afterwards, he shared with me. He was hesitant to share with me his feeling. But he did share later on that he felt anger towards his grandmother. Um, you know, he wanted to take revenge. And then I said, "It's what? what is uh, the revenge that you seek to take? What is it that you are trying to do? that I already have not and I'm not saying that your anger is not valid mm -hmm. it's 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 a valid response but revenge is not the way and so it was a, it was the evening the next day I I told him okay so this is why mama is taking care of herself living on her own so that she can be better to herself and be better to you and then you can see from
from the video you can tell what was the style of communication of my own mother mm. how do you think that was and he said okay that was not a very it was it was like breaking down a person mm-hmm. whereas in in comparison a building up you know is is the way he felt towards me so then and and then i show him reflection of that in that he standing up for himself and uh, he has shown me he, a couple times that he has stood up for himself and if he didn't like something so in the way someone told him this is with with myself and my ex-husband and he has said that mm. that he did not like it so i like that he don't take bullshit <laughs> <laughs> Great. And one other thing before we wrap it up, when uh, when it comes to revenge, I, you know, you know, based on my horoscope, right? I'm a Scorpio. And based yeah. on my horoscope, you know, we're supposed to have a high level of revenge. Like, don't mess up with Scorpios. We really can't take you down, baby. And <laughs> at a very young age, I realized that that was something that I did not want to became dominant in my world right like the aspect of revenge because I, I later you know it's a practice you know to really dissociate yourself from from those kind of like characteristic of your your type or your arch, archetype or your uh, characteristic of your horoscope or your design or whatever right it's, it yeah. takes a lot of full commitment and one of the things I realized with time doing this work and somatic work is yeah. that revenge utilizes literally 90% of your energy. I, I see it this way because that's how I feel it, right? Like, even when you I have done experiments where myself was like, okay, kiddo, let's get into the revenge. We're going to plan all this. We're going to do it. We're going to revenge. Get all that anger, right? Like, get all that energy. And I have done the experiment within myself where I'm like planning it. Like, how am I going to revenge myself? My emotional energy get... Um, get like so drained out that it's like this my body energy my mental energy all my energy gets so so low that it could be one of the reasons i'm not saying it's the reason but it could be one of the reasons why people become addictive to something to recharge that and you have to become very conscious it's like any kind of emotion we really have to look at it like it is depleting me or it is um fulfilling me so what kind of emotions, because emotion is energy in motion. So what kind of emotions can I, you know, you know, conspire with the universe to make, you know, to fulfill my life with? So one of the emotions and feelings that you share was the aspect of compassion, the aspect of, you know, maturity, right? Mature compassion, I call it, you know. Yeah. And, and the aspect of, like, because... Once you get into that level of, like, revenge and all that, you're not going to have energy for anything. There's not going to be energy for creation, you know. Everything is going to come in, a like, a, a snowball. It's going to come, and, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting. It's an interesting journey to go into revenge. So, I know we're talking about parenting, but this is a great conversation. <laughs> <laughs> rolls off a little bit but yeah that was us <laughs> I love it so before we wrap it up uh, Nea 
how can our audience reach out to you? Because you're an amazing um, parenting communication coach. Uh, and you, from from resonating with you, this is not the first time that we uh, we talk in person, but feeling you, connecting with you has been amazing. And you actually teach and share and coach from your own personal experience, which is beautiful. And that's the difference between us and other people is that we don't follow a protocol of like this. Uh, we have a protocol, but we don't follow a, what do you call a cookie cutter mold. You know, yeah. we, we coaches that do intense training in different modalities, but at the same time, we are so open and vulnerable to share from what we have learned in our own journey. And you journey as a mother has been incredible and a very honor. So how can they find you now? Thank you very much uh, for this opportunity. I'm grateful to you. Um, uh, viewers can reach out to me through YouTube. I have a channel called The Gift Channel uh, on Facebook. I, uh, I have a Facebook page that's called Coach Neha. And I have a, a website also by the same name, CoachNeha.com. And on Facebook... I go by the name Neha Lata, N-E-H-A-L-A-T-A. So you can find me um, and reach out to me and message me. And I'll do my best to help you. <laughs> Any questions, you can ask. Um, thank you. I appreciate Thank you very you. much. It has been a very, very, very uh, beautiful conversation. I loved what you shared uh, about yourself. I learned so much more about you as well. Uh, in this conversation. Thank you for this opportunity, Lucia. You're very welcome. You're very welcome, Nea. Thank you. appreciate you. Thank you for joining us on today's show. And if you have enjoyed it, please subscribe, share with your friends, and leave us an outstanding review. Until next time.